John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. I mean, my girlfriend and I just moved into a new top floor apartment with no air conditioning. And we got a window unit for our bedroom. And the thing about window AC units is that I can't believe we're all allowed to put those in ourselves. That <laughs> is bananas. We live on the third floor. The front sidewalk is right below the window. There's no city ordinance. No inspector comes by like, yeah, pretty solid. Have a good summer. Window AC unit? Yeah, yeah, no problem, my dude. Just go ahead and open up that window of yours. Take the 90-pound thing. What? Oh, no, no, the heaviest part goes outside. Most of it, like 100%, like all of it, yeah, yeah. Oh, one side is made entirely of razor blades, so... Watch out for this thing's backside, it'll clip you good. And then to secure this, what you want to do is just go ahead and give that window a close. Cross your fingers. Fucking hope for the best. We've done all we can. It's in the Lord's hands now. All right, what up, chuckleheads? That was Maddie Ryan from his Comedy Central stand-up featuring set. What a killer set. What a killer bit. I thought that would be an appropriate bit to... Close out what is, I, I guess the summer's almost over, which feels insane, but a hot little AC bit. I love that whole set. The next bit is very funny on it, too. He has a bit about how tiny whale's eyes are that I really enjoy. I am uh, Tom Takar, of course, joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? I'm doing very well. I'm doing nice I gotta, out here. I gotta ask you right up top, Coach. What's up, man? You heard me introduce the show. What do you think of calling the audience chuckleheads? Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> Did that catch you at all? I was like, I, I love the effort. I was like, chuckleheads, okay. I'm I'm trying to think of what we can call. I realized for every other show I've done, I've had a name for the for the, the audience. audience of some kind, and I, you know, I'm a I'm a democratic man. I feel like we should let people have a vote a little bit, maybe. So yeah. If, yeah. Maybe if you got a better name than Chuckleheads, or if you like Chuckleheads, hey, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I literally thought of that as I as I was starting up here. Uh, so that one's off the dome. But if you have one that you think is better, send it in to suttpod at gmail dot com, and uh, you know we'll take it to the streets. Maybe we'll put it on Twitter or something. See yeah. what people think. I'm rolling with Chuckleheads. I mean, it works. You like Chuckleheads? I'm, it works right now. I believe in our audience. <laughs> you're not, you don't seem enthusiastic about Chuckleheads, Coach. All right? <laughs> I'm not buying that you're in on Chuckleheads. Because it sounds like a fat guy. That's why. And I don't think all, <laughs> I don't think all the audience are fat. That's why. I don't think they're all guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? How does that have to do? What does chuckling have to do with being fat? I don't know. It's just what happens <laughs> in my head. I'm not saying it's logical. It's I mean... Just, I, I want to say that sounds like a you problem, but at the same time, <laughs> I do understand. Man, I I wanted to talk about this because 
this is all I've been thinking about is I gained a bunch of weight over quarantine. I think okay. everybody did. Some people didn't. Some people are like ripped now. And no, doesn't that just piss you off? A, a little and bit. I want to be now. It's funny because I, I hate what I want to be. I want to I want to do that. So now that comedy's somewhat back, they're doing shows in the park and stuff. And uh, occasionally on a rooftop here or there. You know what else is back? Pictures of you doing comedy, uh, which oh. I hate. It's the worst feeling. You get off stage. You've had a fun little set. You, you think you looked like a golden god up there. And then you get home, and sure enough, there's a picture of you. And the way I stand like, really makes me look like shit. I think I think it's funny. And then in retrospect, I'm like, have some posture, buddy. <laughs> You're representing yourself. And uh, people are find attractive people more funny. I have a theory on that. But uh, anyway, I feel like I look like shit, and I hate it. So I've been, uh, I've been really hitting it. I got a weight loss. I got like a personal trainer app i just Ooh. i'm losing my mind out here coach hey man I, well, i'm with you spiritually uh um, spiritually yeah I'll, I'll i'll just eat it i could be fat i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> i i appreciate that i wish i i'm basically during quarantine i basically did that and i'm not trying to make anybody feel any kind of way about what they're doing it's just me i beat myself up constantly here's what i did this week i just grilled as a man, I don't know how to diet. I don't know. All I know is eat one thing, and I grilled yeah. a bunch of chicken, and I that's what I eat every single meal, and uh, I'm getting tired of it, but, you oh. know, that's all I got. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we haven't had this conversation before, but I'm a college wrestler, high school college wrestler. Yes. In high school, I wrestled 215 pounds for four years. In college, I wrestled 197 pounds. Whoa. So I used to come in, I think my last year I weighed about 260 245, 50, mm -hmm. around there. And I ended up wrestling 197. So wow. I've lost so much weight that I'm kind of right. like, it's a little overrated for me. So sure. You've I'm, been there. You did it. You it's know a lot it's of work. Like. It's a lot of work. When you're built like me, you're, it's a lot of work. It's, I get it. Yeah. A lot of it has I mean, to do with the genes. For sure. I lost uh, 60 to 70 pounds when I was 19. And I also, I know what went into that and i don't feel like doing that ever again i also got too low i got down to like 130 was it was it meth like no i wish actually oh. kind of i yeah. got really into diet pills which basically are meth Ooh. i was doing i was doing uh i was <laughs> taking hydroxy cut uh, uh in the morning yeah. and i would eat a piece of toast it's not good this that's is a, people are going to be upset that we're talking about this shit i think <laughs> I probably shouldn't have even brought it up. It's my own uh it's my own bullshit uh that I got to get over, but at the same time I have been unhealthy. It's not like a thing where it's like, "Oh, I gained weight because my body's just doing that." I've been not giving a shit because of quarantine and not doing anything. I hear so, you, I got to I got to It's more mental than anything. I just need to get my head out of my little ass, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I well, <laughs> you know, one day we can have that conversation too, man. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we got a lot of conversations to have, don't we, Coach? <laughs> yeah. uh, again, though, if you have uh, a replacement name for the fans, suttpod at gmail .com. And Coach, why don't you show up with one next week? I want to hear. I want to hear yours, just so we can see. We have some options. I could try, man. I, could I try. love it. Uh, really quickly, I want to plug uh, a couple friends have albums out, and uh, 
I listened to one of them just came out. One of them came out a few weeks ago, and I I already, I already talked about it a little bit, but I just got a chance to listen to it uh, all the way through. And this guy's just so funny. Sam Evans has an album called Sweet Baby Boy that I gotta recommend. He's he's such a funny funny dude, and I I, I hate the term underrated, but I am gonna say it because I, I feel like people should know about him. He's he's a great great comic and a great guy. Uh, and then also Michelle Balloon just put out an album uh, that is called Permanent Hat. So check out those mm, permanent. Um, hat. Permanent hat. I like the name. I'm intrigued. Yeah, sounds like uh, hair. And I'm, I, <laughs> that is hair, I think. That sounds yeah. like hair to me. <laughs> we got hot clips for you today here, Coach, and you chuckleheads. Um, I got I got clips from Shane Torres's Half Hour, killer clip, killer comic. He runs a show with me in Brooklyn called Good God alongside Caitlin Cook and Phoebe Bottoms. And the second clip I have for you is from comedy legend uh, Bruce Bruce. This is from his Comedy Central Presents from Season 7. Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you guys could probably tell this by looking at me, but I have been fired a lot. Because I'm 35 years old and I look like a Native American meatloaf impersonator. It's funny. I saw a guy quit his job the best way ever. I was working at a restaurant in Fort Worth, Texas, where I'm from. And this manager, yeah, okay. Uh, this manager, Pat, this waiter, Richard, got in a huge argument front of all the customers on the dining room floor screaming back and forth until finally the manager, Pat, he just grabbed the waiter, Richard, and he just goes, all right, Richard, get the fuck out, you're fucking fired. And Richard yelled back without missing a beat, I don't need this goddamn job. I sell Coke. Which is the best way ever to quit your job. <laughs> You're like, fuck your reference, I'm in the dope game now. <laughs> Richard gonna be all right. Um, he wasn't, he got shot. Coke dealer. So, uh, I'm a single boy. Um, thank you. Uh, but around Christmas, I was in a very serious relationship, and I was in the post office with my then-girlfriend, now enemy. It's a typical scene, post office Christmas time, right? Bunch of packages, bunch of people, lines not moving, one dude working, everybody's pissed. And then this guy walked in, this fucking guy. And I swear to Christ, this is exactly what he did when he saw the line at the post office. Sorry for how I look from behind. <laughs> this is what he did when he saw the line at the post office. 
And then this. Excuse me, everyone. And everybody in line was just like, well, this better be fucking good. <laughs> and then this. I just need to mail something. <laughs> Is what this son of a bitch screamed in a post office. <laughs> filled with people. And then I saw everybody in line lose their goddamn minds. They're like, Jesus Christ, what are you, an only child? You're the most homeschooled kid ever, aren't you? You guys remember meeting your first homeschooled kid? Fuck, they're weird. If you've never met a homie, I'll explain it to you. Homeschool kids always act exactly the way an alien would act if they took over a human's body. Like, they kind of get it, but if you watch them from a distance, you're just like, ah, that one's eating cereal with a fork. <laughs> and they just show up. Just walk out of a house in your neighborhood you were sure no children lived in. And when they come out, they always smell like laundry that wasn't dried all the way. And the very first thing they say to you is always nuttier than squirrel shit. <laughs> it's never, hi, I'm Steve. It's just, my name's Baxter and my dad puts honey in our milk. And you're like, mm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> just grow up to fuck weird like they only move their shoulders. This is a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna share it with you fine folks. And that is, uh, what the fuck did Guy Fieri ever do to anyone? Because people shit on that dude all the time. And as far as I can tell, all he ever did was follow his dreams. <laughs> you understand? People are terrible to him, and he didn't do anything wrong. They make memes, which apparently are comedy. They tweet nasty shit. They have shitty little blogs. And he didn't do anything wrong. Here's what he did do. He started a company where he hires everybody. He pays more than minimum wage. He gives health benefits. He has a nonprofit where he gives pretzel making machines to inner city schools so they can fundraise. I know that sounds like I made it up, but I swear to Christ it's true. <laughs> he has worked with Special Olympics athletes, and on top of all of that, he officiated a gay wedding. But because he has flames on his shirt, Everybody shits all over this dude like he's a member of Nickelback. <laughs> and by the way, what the fuck did Nickelback do? <laughs> and look, I get it. I don't want to hang out with him either, okay? I know he looks like a hot topic manager moonlighting out of Fridays. 
just one end of the mall to the other. But he didn't do anything wrong. That should bother all of you. Well, what else has he done? I'm so glad you asked! He goes around the country to small businesses and gives them free advertising on a national platform on a weekly basis, advertising they could surely never afford themselves with his own television show. But because his hair looked like he was electrocuted while drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> people act like we have to hold a public execution for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Everybody seems to love Anthony Bourdain. And he seems like the kind of dude that would be mean to dogs, so. What does he do? That's so great, he's like, oh, I put on CBGB's t-shirts and I walk around the Lower East Side and tell food carts they suck. Go fuck yourself. ain't shit. Like, if you had to choose between being stuck in a foxhole with Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri, I am still doing this bit. You're gonna go Fieri every time. I'll tell you, What's Bourdain gonna do? I know. He's gonna be like that dude in every World War II movie who sucks the whole time. And then when the Nazis show up, he's the one guy who doesn't do his job and he gets a bunch of good soldiers killed. Meanwhile, Guy Fieri's over here earning new nicknames like El Fuego. Picking up live grenades, throwing them back, saying dope shit like Welcome to Flavortown. And he knows he's gonna die on that beach in France that morning, but he's there fighting. And what do you do? You shit all over him just because he had sunglasses on the back of his neck. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. Oh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my treat to you, Guy Fieri. Just kidding. All right. Thank you guys very much. I'm Shane Torres. I'm glad to see white people in here. Oh my God. I love white people, man. They pay on time, you know what I'm saying? White person writes you a check, you can take it to the bank in the morning. Brother writes you a check, he gonna post date the next Friday. Look you straight in the eye, say, if you go in there Thursday, the money won't be there. But white people can fire you from a job and still be smiling, you hear me? This lady fired me one day, I'm sorry I gotta let you go. <laughs> If you need a good reference, tell him to give me a call. I say reference. I'm thinking about setting this place on fire. <laughs> and white people are happy early in the morning. Andy, good morning, good morning, how are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hi, Dave, how are you? Black people are not happy early in the morning. You catch a black person, good morning, yeah, go on. I got a hangover, leave me alone, now leave me alone. But I like white people because they let you know when stuff's gonna happen. Like if somebody gonna hit me in the head with a stick right now, white person jump up, hey watch yourself, he's gonna hit you with that stick right there. I can turn around and catch him. 
Black people don't talk about nothing. They don't let you know nothing. They'll talk among each other, but they won't say nothing to you. Black people sit right now. Look, he finna hit him with that stick. He finna hit him. Bam! See, I told you. I told you gonna hit him in the head. Did I tell you? But white people always use for the love of God when something happens. You ever notice that? For the love of God. Black people use Jesus. Because there's power in the name Jesus. Am I right? You can leave here tonight. Your car starts sliding. Black person, say, Jesus, car straighten up. White people leave here tonight. Car starts sliding. For the love of boom. Knock the wall down. So start using Jesus. It'll work for you. Because white people take chances. I don't know why. White people don't catch on to nothing. They can go home tonight. Garage door open. The kitchen door is wide open. They sitting in the car trying to guess. I wonder who left that door open. <laughs> the brother in the house leaving lit in the back door. He just looking. <laughs> they walk in the house. I left it open. Lay down for the love of God. <laughs> the brother be like, shut up and say Jesus. <laughs> but I like white people. It's the rednecks. I'm scared of. Oh my God. I'm from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? They are down there. You understand? If you go to a black club in Atlanta and a white person walk in, black people don't say nothing because we don't care. But if you go in a redneck club and a brother walk in, the music will stop. <laughs> Soon as you walk in, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Who let you in here? Somebody cure the door, man, because he's slipping. <laughs> rednecks or something else. They got a chain of restaurants in, in Atlanta, the rednecks go in, you know, how you doing, old pretty good? You can tell when they don't like what black people the way they speak. You walk in, hey, how you doing? Yep. <laughs> When you hear that yep, that means get out of there. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> they always drive a Ford truck. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't take nothing but a Ford. F-O-R-D, period. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a Ford. I wouldn't drive a Chevrolet because I can't spell it. <laughs> I'm stupid because I know this stuff about everybody. Like I got a partner, he always shake his head when he talk to you. You ever seen people like that? His name's Jimmy. I'm like, what's happening, Jimmy? Ain't nothing, baby. What's going on? I'm like, what's wrong with your head? Ain't nothing wrong with my head. Then he look at me, what's wrong with your head? I said, ain't nothing wrong Because you know when somebody do that to make you do it, you know what I'm saying? And he was talking to me one day, yeah, this is what you need to do. I'm like, this is wrong with your head. I said, ain't nothing wrong with my head. I'm telling you, I notice everything. Like I got a friend, he always giggle. After every time he says something, you ever seen somebody just giggle for no reason? He was paying the house. I said, you do paying? Yeah, man, he can bring my money now. <laughs> what you laughing at? I ain't laughing at nothing. What you talking about? <laughs> Could you imagine somebody like that testifying for you in court? You just say, you see what happened? Yeah, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> They'd be like, guilty, get him out of here. I'm tired of old people saying what they want to say to us and hurting our feelings and walking off. You know, old people say anything and walk off. You know what I mean? And you taught as a child when an old person say something to you, you don't talk back. But now I am an adult. I let they ass have it. You hear me? I'm in church Sunday. I spoke to this old lady. I said, hey, ma'am, how you doing? She said, hey, baby, how big you gonna get? I say, how old you gonna get? 
Luckily, she got mad. You fat ass, you old bitch. We in church now. Old people say anything. Bless your heart. They say that. When old people say bless your heart, that means something is wrong with you. You when old person say bless your heart, something is wrong. You ever see somebody in church with an ugly baby? And your grandmama walk right to it. Is that your baby? Bless his heart. That means that baby's messed up. Like my mother, my mother, my mother is my girl, you know what I'm saying? I love my mother better than anybody, but my mother is two-faced. Anybody mother two-faced? My mother talk about everybody in the neighborhood. We be standing outside, she looking at us, she over there selling dope. Hey baby, how you doing? Good to see you, how's everything? Mama, you just said she said, oh shut up! My mama was rough. My mother used to threaten me before we go anywhere. Anybody mother like that? So you know, kids want everything. When they go somewhere, they want everything. My mother used to threaten me. She said, Bruce, we going to Kmart. Don't ask me for nothing. <laughs> you be scared to look at her. Mama still looking. Yeah, she looking. I got in Kmart. I saw a fire truck I wanted so bad. I'm looking at the fire truck. I want that fire truck. I want that fire truck. <laughs> My daddy came around and called me, you see something you want? They're like, what is it? He said, that fire truck? I said, yeah, but mama told me don't ask her for nothing. My daddy said, well, dog, you trying to get us both messed up. <laughs> and my mother and father divorced when I was six. So I didn't like no other man but my father. You know how little kids are. When I was six years old, I knew how to curse and everything. So she had little boyfriends trying to come over to get to know her, to get to me, you know, try to get to me, to know my mom. I didn't like him, that wasn't my dad. So every Sunday he'd come over, he'd sit and look at TV with me. I didn't like him, he'd sit down, I said, he'd sit down, I'd look at him. I said, what you looking at, you ugly dog? <laughs> he called my mama and I hate this boy here, talking to me any kind of way, I ain't gonna put up with this. And you know, I was slick. I said, mama, I ain't even said nothing to him, I don't even like him. <laughs> she said, Bruce, you be good. I said, yes, ma'am. My mother walked back in the kitchen. I said, oh, you told on me, you old bastard. <laughs> he told me, you a bastard. I said, you a bastard. You can't even do nothing. You can't even do nothing. <laughs> you can you see a grown man arguing with a little kid? <laughs> you know, that's why I got to have a woman down with me. I got to have a woman down with me, and I mean down with me thoroughly. Because fellow women do fool around. But the reason they don't get caught, because when a woman mess with a man, he lives across town, out of town. <laughs> Fellas, we, we mess with next door neighbor coworkers, <laughs> wondering how she found out. And you'll never catch a woman. If you do catch a woman, you better believe somebody told on her. Because one thing about women, women have a plan. They didn't have a backup plan. They didn't have a backup plan to back up the backup plan. <laughs> Women's stuff is in order. Women are thinking while you sleep at night. That's why you can wake up at three in the morning, look at your girl, she looking right at you. You be like, oh, you eat sleep? She like, no, I'm thinking about something. It's just like, women are something. It's just like when you make love to your woman and you fast. They ain't gonna say that at night, but women know how to mess with you that next morning. You get up, good morning, minute man. You be like, you better go and quit playing. Hey kids, breakfast will be ready in just a minute. 
better quit playing, girl. Hey, the school bus will be here in about one minute. Go ask your dad. He knows about that. All right, you just heard Shane Torres and Bruce Bruce. God, I love both of those clips. I had so much fun watching comedy this week. And Shane is one of my best friends. Uh, he's one of the people that I play basketball with. Uh, that I, you know, he used to live right behind me. And uh, you know, he's he's just a great guy, but he's also so damn funny. And I love that he can take very serious subject matter uh in that half hour i don't i actually i'm not sure if i chose this as part of the clip but he has this joke about his grandma dying i think i didn't include this because uh i liked the stuff around it a lot and it was it was just a long chunk uh but he he's able to take stuff about his father and his uh which he had a similar situation to me uh with like uh I, th- I think not having a super present father. I don't. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but uh, he has a great. He has great material about that. And then about his grandma dying. I also talk about that. Uh, we're very similar uh, spirited guys, and I, I really love his ability to take something dark and make it so funny and so punchy. And he has some great stuff that uh, is on the Comedy Cellar show. He's just got a wealth of material that's great. He also has this bit that. I ended this with, uh, which is his Guy Fieri bit, which it went viral. So you might've already seen it. If not, I wanted to show it to people because it's killer and it's on his Conan. It's on this and it's, it's just a solid chunk of material. And I love this type of material where you take the position that is the opposite that everybody wants to do. I, I feel the same way about uh cold play where Everybody hates Coldplay, and I th- I think it's so fun to defend them and to speak positively about them. Yeah, and the, Shane does that with Guy Fieri. Yeah, the way that Shane did it with Guy Fieri was very creative because he also got to shit on Guy, and mm. I was like, he's defending Guy, yes. but he's still shitting on him. So I was like, man, that's slick. I see what you're doing, that's, Shane. That's one of my favorite angles to take. I did a similar thing with. Um, I defend Spirit Airlines. I always say that I love oh. them, and it really does give you a window where you can just pummel them because you can you just make fun of all the things that are bad about it, but you're saying why you like them. I I, I just like a form of contrarian where also, yeah, he's getting all these things in on Guy Fieri at the same time. And Guy Fieri called him after that. Oh, really? uh, I don't know if people know that, but yeah, Guy Fieri contacted him after to tell him how much he loved it. So... That's where um, you can get in comedy. You can well, get Guy Fieri calling you up. Why? Why are you diving into Bruce Bruce, man? You're, you're by the way. Okay. What a compliment to your, uh, I guess, eclecticism. I'm making yes. words up now, but way to go. How do you? I think it's in there, dude. I love Bruce Bruce, and I. This is one that I, I brought my girlfriend downstairs. I was like, you have to watch this guy. It's it's one of the like she, she's luckily she's seen Shane a million times because. Uh, we're on shows together all the time, and obviously she loves Shane, but she had never seen Bruce Bruce, and I was like, you have to watch this half hour, and I'm telling you at home, get your hands on this thing. I, I know that I, it might be on, it's probably on Comedy Central's website, cc.com, uh, but you can see, you got to watch the whole thing, and you got to see this guy. So what's funny about Bruce Bruce is, this was my introduction to him, was when this aired on Comedy Central Season seven, but he was uh, BET's uh, comic view host. Also, he was already 
he was already famous before he did this. Yep. And as a legend, I don't know if he's famous. He was a legend at that time. He was, a, yeah, he was a le- famous legend. They're like, yeah, I guess there's a differentiation. He wasn't maybe household name for everybody, but he has he has bits about that about how people would recognize him at the airport within this special. So he clearly was already doing pretty well, but it's evident why he's he's such a pro. He's so. So funny, and we were dying laughing. And what you miss in audio from from Bruce Bruce is his facial expressions are so funny. And i I went to i i was I went to watch this. So when I got the keys to this Comedy Central vault, one of the first things I did was go back and watch Bruce Bruce because I hadn't seen it in a while. And one of my favorite bits of all time is on this half hour, and I couldn't play it for you guys because it's too it's visual, and so. Uh, the bit is, I'll just explain it because maybe we can find a way to, to explain how funny it is. But he talks about how he has an uncle who uh, never smiles and he'll laugh without smiling. And uh, he, he's like, hoo-hoo! <laughs> but he's not smiling at all when he's doing it. And the face Bruce Bruce is making is so funny. He has this other bit where he pulls a cigarette out and he's doing his impression of uh, a friend he has that that uh talks with a cigarette in his mouth all the time and it's oh, the yeah, hard, yeah, it's one I of the know, hardest times i've ever laughed it's yeah, 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 so yeah. funny that guy's funny man but just a yeah a legend he's he's so good and uh he's been in a bunch of shit he's uh he was in top 5 he who killed it on uh he was on an episode of Marin which is Mark Marin's uh tv show on IFC and uh think like a man triple x state of the union uh, hair show, the wash. He's in a bunch of shit. He was also the spokesman for uh, Popeye's Chicken, and he has a joke about Popeye's within the special. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. That's how you that's how you get work, man. You, that's you how forget, you do it. You're forgetting one of his most important credits. What what do you got? Uh, he made the lyrics in a uh, a Ying Yang's Little John song. You know? Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you've been. In the I didn't club. know this. You in club. Let Bruce Bruce hit it. Come on. Come oh, on. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't remind you. <laughs> Let Bruce Bruce hit it. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> when you make a rap song that's a top, you know, one song in the world, you're done. You're a legend. That's it. Yes. That's yeah. what we need. Get somebody, you know what, Chucklehead, somebody become a famous uh, rapper and throw, throw us a bone. Give us yeah. a little yeah. nod in your song. Everybody <laughs> will find this, man. Everybody will find uh, it. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I highly recommend uh, going through uh, Bruce Bruce's catalog. Uh, he's just, he's guaranteed laughs. Like, he's just so, he's so fucking funny. Um, we got a couple emails I wanted to get to. Oh, let's get it, man. I love emails. Yeah. So, uh, again, if you want to email the show, it's suttpod at gmail.com. We didn't, we did get a joke detective, but it didn't make any sense. So I, I followed up with the person. If you're going to send me, all right, chuckleheads, <laughs> if you're going to send me a joke detective, you got to give me more than like, th- this wasn't even full sentences. It was just like six words this person sent. And I need more than that because, uh, it was nonsensical, but I could tell he was trying to, Get me to find something, uh, but I found, uh, but I did get a couple interesting questions that I that I wanted to talk about. First one is from at uh, Skip Swiger uh, writes. First of all, love the podcast. Really appreciate all the great comics, but also love to hear you and Coach talk shop. 
I love to write, and I have started writing some stand-up, but I have zero desire to do stand-up. I was okay. wondering how someone like me could get more into learning the craft of writing stand-up and how to connect with comedians that would want to collaborate with a writer. Thanks so much, Skip. Whoa, what is this guy's name again? Skip. No, no. Skip, you, Skip, Skip Swiger. Okay, Skip Swiger. Um, <laughs> I think I know what you look like. And uh, you should just... <laughs> You should just do stand-up, and you're going to be a writer anyways. This is kind of what I told him and what I was about to say. I think you nailed it, Coach. Well, one, if your name's Skip, you got to get out there. Skip Swiger. I feel like he's going to kick me off his golf club or something. Uh, I think you nailed it. Uh, I told him, and I would say to people, because this is a question that a lot of people ask, which is like, there's there are a lot of people who write jokes themselves and don't want to do stand up, but they feel like, what if I was able to get a writing job or like, by which I mean write for a comedian, write for a stand up comedian, or write material for someone. And oddly enough, that's a super rare job because we are in a climate in stand up. I think that was a bigger job in like the eighties. And then it became like I, I watched the movie Punchline, and that's a big thing that they have jokes written for them and buy them in a laundromat. It's so it's so insane. But uh, in real life, right now, most comedians write their own material. That's kind of a big part of being a stand-up comic now. Uh, but what you can do, and what I've had happen before, is you you open for somebody, and then you end up kind of tagging jokes for them, or writing jokes for them, or punching up jokes for them. And so you still kind of have to do stand-up to do that. And if you're somebody who is like, I think I'm a great joke writer, I don't have any interest in performing, there are a couple of things that you can do um, if you if you don't want to write scripts or something like that, if you just want to write jokes. Uh, one is Twitter. I think that that's what that was made for. Uh, you, can, you can develop a following by just being a solid joke writer if you're consistent enough and if you stick with it. Um, another one is... Uh, this I used to use the site. I don't know if it's still the same way as it was, but this site called Comedy Wire used to allow for you to write jokes and they get upvoted. It's a community of just joke writers who mostly don't do stand-up. Um, mm. So there are ways, but it's pretty it's pretty rare. There are comedians who have writers, but most of them use their friends who are already stand-ups that they came up with. I would have to ask, Skip, why, why don't you want to get out there a little bit? Yeah, like, that's a good question. Like, Skip, like, you only live once. Tell that's, some jokes. I, so true. Skip, come on. Shine, well, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Couldn't he go out there and, um, and try to, like, tell jokes for, like, two years and then create some connections so they can fall back and focus on writing? That's, I mean, that's what some people do is they, they just do stand-up for a little bit and then they get deeper into writing maybe they get opportunities to write because of that but it's it, i mean it's hard it's it's all such a crapshoot the other piece of advice i gave is like if there's a comic you think that you have their voice locked in and you really want to write for them take a shot at maybe yeah. just emailing them yeah, <laughs> some, some of jokes. your ideas and that is gonna sound crazy to some people and i personally wouldn't do that but i will say this this whole business is insane and yeah you find out people get stuff in the weirdest ways. So it's worth a shot. If you feel like you're annoying somebody, knock it off. But, uh, you know, one email never hurt anybody. So that's my advice. Or, yeah, and I, I think Coach is right. 
just do it. Just do stand up. Test out the jokes. Well, I would say, um, like I, I don't know how people get jobs without relationships. So there, like, you it, you basically don't. Yeah, like I don't think even think it's possible. So it's like you have to put yourself in a situation to create relationships that can give yourself an opportunity. If you can truly enhance someone's life, you have to show it. You can't say I can enhance your life. Yeah. Then you're yeah. just you got to you got to prove it. Commercial. <laughs> well, and there's this problem where it's like a lot a lot a lot of people think they can write stand up and it's much harder than people realize and uh it's you know, it's a difficult thing so you don't really know the rhythms to it until you're performing it it, for the most part. So that's what I would say. Uh, But good luck to you, Skip, and thanks for reaching out. Um, And if you, again, if you have questions like that, suttpod at gmail.com. I got one from somebody who said they wanted, I I can't find it now, but it's somebody who said that uh, they're fans of the show and they wanted to hear clips of me and you. So, Coach, get your set together. And uh, me doing stand up, the <laughs> yeah, they want to hear your shit. That, that's that's funny because I don't <laughs> do stand up, but I respect it so much. So I, I want you to be very, very clear. Like when I got around the stand up guys, I was like, oh, the people who I roll with are so serious, I wouldn't even begin to disrespect the art by kind of doing it half in, half out. But I think this is a good segue because what I really do that's kind of dope is I produce comedy albums and I try yes. to produce them like I'm trying to win a Grammy. And I, and actually, <clears throat> my buddy, Jay Light, who's a roast battler, he just dropped his album and it's number one on iTunes. And um, I, did, I, yeah. did, I did some production in the beginning and the end. It got a nice little intro in there. And uh, I'm getting hit up. The compliments are really nice. It's number one. So I my mean, man. it can't be that bad. So <laughs> please listen to Jay Light's album and be like, oh, okay. Hey, that's what T does. I, I actually yes. like to use my skill set to enhance comedians. Um, and you kill you're killer at it, Coach. You're I so you're so it. damn good at it. You're great at what you do, and you're funny as hell. I love uh, I love having you on here to uh, to ch- to chat about this shit because you know you know what you're talking about. All right, this is the last clip of the show, and uh, afterwards we'll be back with the Tom Takarga rhythm. But this is a Parnanonchula from Adam Devine's house party. So people get into stand-up for a lot of different reasons, mostly to escape your past, sometimes to hide from your future. But I kind of did things backwards. Like, I got into stand-up comedy to pursue my real dream, which is to do temporary administrative support in an office. Thank you. That is where I truly excel. I've worked in a lot of offices, though, and I would say my main regret is I've never done this. Like, I wish just one time when I'd been sitting in a tense company meeting, I'd stood up in the middle of it, apropos of nothing, and gone, I think the bigger issue here is I can't read. (laughs) I love offices because awkward stuff like that happens all the time, and you can't fully address it because you have to see those people the next day. Like, one time I worked in a different office, try to keep up, and this happened to me in an elevator. A woman walked in, then I walked in, then a man walked in. So far, all innocent, that's important. Button panel's right here. Woman presses five, I press four. The man's too far away, so he goes, six, please. I was raised well, so I press six. He goes, why, thank you. And then, ah, the woman goes, oh, you're welcome. What? 
That is an example of taking credit for someone else's work on the smallest scale possible. Like she was using manners in a rude way. I don't think that's how you do it. What are her circumstances that she just has to steal other people's thank yous in elevators? Like when she walked in, was she just like, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to win. Where's my rose? And let me just tell you, there are a lot of time and space constraints to seeking revenge in an elevator. It's not a lot of room to move. We're on the clock, so I had to think fast, go straight to primal instinct survival mode, so you can't judge me for what I did. I just looked her dead in the eyes, and I farted really loudly. All right, that was Aparna Nancherla from Adam Devine's House Party. You can see that set on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page where you can see all kinds of good stuff like full hour specials, a bunch of Comedy Central stand-up featuring sets, so much good stuff. And if you like the show today, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Takargarhythm. If you liked Bruce Bruce, I think you should check out Leonard Oots, uh, who's also just an incredible performer, uh, very funny. And Shane, if you like Shane Torres, check out Jenny Zagrino. We've played her on the show before. You know her, you love her. And uh, she's great. And if you have questions, comments, joke detective, all that good stuff, suttpod at gmail.com. And again, if you have a better nickname than Chuckleheads, uh, you're, it's, your, you know, it's your fan base. You're, you're the one doing it. So send them in, suttpod at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Uh, on behalf of Coach T, I'm Tom Takar. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.